Welcome to the first uh, edition of Gridiron Dark Horse Podcast. My name is Dan Wallace, guys, and I'm here. I'm joined by uh, Ohio State coach Tony Offer. Tony, how you doing tonight? I'm fantastic, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit down with me tonight and and you know talk uh, recruiting, talk coaching. Uh, we're going to touch on a little bit of everything, but uh, to get started, man, if you can talk about you know. <clears throat> Who's Tony Offord, man? Where'd you come from? Where Where'd you grow up? Uh, and and where'd you play your youth league football, high school, oh, wow. college? No, way back, <laughs> way back. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Again, Tony Alford. Um, I have been in Ohio State going on my tenth season, so I've been here for a long time. And um, you know, I was born and raised actually. My formative years was in Kent, Ohio, the northeastern Ohio, um, where my father was the first uh, African American. Captain uh, played at Kent State, um, you know, so we kind of homesteaded in Kent when he got done. We started, you know, moving around and things of that nature. But we kind of matriculated back to Kent, him and my mother and I, you know, myself and my older brother and younger brother. And uh, went to Kent Roosevelt High School, actually played Kent Youth League football there. And that's kind of where I started playing at seven years old. And, you know, my dad was a high school coach there for many, many years before he we went into the administrative level. And I uh, you know, played the Davies Zeno High, which is not even there anymore, and played for the great John Nemec and Roosevelt, which is a legendary high school coach in the state. We um, moved to Colorado when I was a senior in high school. So just prior to my senior year, in July, prior to my senior year, we moved to Colorado Springs. My dad became like the uh, assistant superintendent of London School at Colorado Springs. We took the family and moved out there. Um, older brother did not go. He was a professional tennis player at me, and, and so he stayed back east. And, Younger brother and I, we moved with my mom and dad, and um, you know, I, I became a high school all American my senior year. Had yep. plenty of scholarship opportunities. Uh, ended up going to Colorado State for a multitude of reasons, but I went to Colorado State out west. Um, played there, was ended up being an mentioned all American there and all conference, and had a short stint in the NFL. Very short stint because I wasn't very good, but <laughs> um, you know, I got done with that. Um, came back, finished my degree. You know, I met my wife there, and we've been married, what, 20, like that, 20 years. Sort of happy Valentine's Day. I shouldn't affect us. I shouldn't know that thing. But, um, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> but you know, in the meantime, we've you know, we got three sons. And um, I have a 22-year-old who lives here in Columbus. I have a 19-year-old who was a freshman at Butler University. Um, I've got uh, uh, my 18-year-old son who's a senior in high school at Dublin, Jerome, who's just committed. He's, you know, he's going to go over and play at next year as well. So. Um, we moved around quite a bit. You know, I've coached at the University of Washington. I've coached at Notre Dame, Louisville, Kent State, Iowa State, Mount Union. You know, I coached in high school for two years, one year in Colorado, one year in Florida. Um, so it's been, you know, a very transient transient uh, job and, and profession, but but we managed. And, um, you know, I grew up in a household of football. I mean, my dad played, like I said, my uncles all played. And one to do, one went to Jimmy, another one at Oregon. This is since in the NFL. And then they all became very successful in the you know in the business sector in their lives. Um, you know, my younger brother, God rest his soul, he, he played at Colorado State as well. Um, then he got into coaching before he passed away about thirteen years ago. Um let's say what, eleven years ago. Um so yeah, it's just kind of been in our blood and our, you know, it's kind of been kind of what we do. Like I said, my younger brother, he's got three sons. Um, one of them just got done playing at Mon- University of Montana. He's now a coach at Division II schools up up in 
North Dakota just got the job there at University of Mary in North Dakota. He's got two brothers, my other nephews, one's a receiver at Montana, another one's a starting linebacker at Utah State. And then my other nephew on my older brother's side, he's going to be a big-time baseball player. He's going right now to play baseball at Virginia, but I know he's projected to go potentially go pretty high in the, in the major league baseball. And he's a senior in high school now, so we'll kind of see what, what uh, happens with that. But So we've kind of grown up in a, you know, raised in a household of athletes and playing ball and, and uh, I mean, I mean, pretty easy, pretty <laughs> easy. So that's yeah, kind of me like, and, and it's not just. Yeah, you're pretty, uh, you got pretty rich tradition in, in, uh, in football in your family. And uh, I kind of want to touch on what you talked about, you know, out of Colorado State. I know that um, you had a, a <coughs> rush for over a thousand yards in what, 89, I believe, yes, uh, under, under coach Earl Bruce. Like my that, dad. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I wanted to talk about that, I man. I found that pretty fascinating. You know, how does that feel kind of coming full circle, man, where he came out there and coached you at Colorado State, and now here you are, you know, coaching at the Ohio State University, man. Can you talk about that a little bit? See what that is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's his hat. That's nice. his hat. Yeah, that's Coach Bruce's fedora. And, um, that's awesome. You know, I, 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 um, yeah, I love that guy. And, and he was literally like the second father to me. When my father passed away, and he won past like 13 years ago. Coach Bruce really stepped in. And even before my dad passed away, he and I were extremely, extremely close. But he kind of he stepped in as kind of that sounding board and that fatherly voice. And um, this, this, well, this will tell you how much I, how much I respect him and hold him in such high regard. Um, we're coaching at Notre Dame. I'm, I'm coaching at Notre Dame and, and everything. He says, everyone hired here in Ohio State. And I, you know, I said, we, we had a great job, a great thing going on at Notre Dame. So we really had no intention of leaving. Um, and so he calls me and, and uh, he, he, he gives me a call and we're talking. And he says, so what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, Urban calls. He's already taking the job. And so what I'm thinking about it. Yeah, and I don't know if you know if you remember Coach Bruce. I mean, he's an old, old, old dude. Oh yeah. And he starts cussing. He starts swearing at me all over the phone, and he says, you know, he says some choice words that I won't repeat. <laughs> but in essence, says, "You get your ass to Columbus. Stop thinking. And it's time to come to Columbus. To come home, work family, get it, get here." This was on a Friday, and um, he goes, "Do you hear me talking to you?" I said, "Yes, sir, I do." <laughs> He says, so you get here. He's like, you got me? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, all right, good. And he, and he hanged the phone up. And um, I mean, very short, but very direct. Right. And my wife looks at me. We were driving the conference, and she goes, so what? I guess we're moving? I said, yeah, pack it up. I said, yeah, call the rid of the world. And literally 24 hours later, I left. Wow. Um, no. But, you know, that man, um, he got me into coaching, really, quite frankly. Yeah. I had no intention of coaching. It's kind of good in my blood, like I said, that when I got done playing ball, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to find myself. That was the first time in my life that I'd been told no, as far as it, as far as football was concerned. And um, and you know, was, I would say it was kind of an identity crisis for me. Sure. You know, like you know, who am I? My whole identity had been wrapped up in playing ball. People can say, well, that's not who I am, but. You know, in, in a way that that was, that's that's kind of how I valued myself right. in a lot of ways, you know, and, and I play ball and 
you know, I'm popular that way. And I had all my friends and people, you know, um, and, and so I didn't really, I was kind of, I, I was kind of floundering for a little bit. I really was. And, um, and he kind of pulled me and said, no, I want you to, to try this. And, um, all right, I'll give it a shot. You know, I came out and kind of hung around and with spring ball and was kind of floating around watching what they were doing and, and fell in love with it. And, you know, I like to say that a lot of guys that get into coaching, I think, you know, I won't say all, but I think a lot of guys that get into coaching because they can't play anymore. And that's, you know, so what's the next best thing to still keep you involved? Right. And, and uh, since you can't play, so coaching was my avenue. Um, and then I think we just, you know, then as time has evolved, I'm 55 years old now, but as time has evolved, I found out what my why was. And, you know, before Coach Bruce passed a few years ago, I remember he and I sat down and I thanked him. And, um, because at the time, you know, these coaches are getting after you and they're, and they're, and they're riding you pretty hard and pushing you and, um, they're forcing you to do things that, quite frankly, you don't want to do. And, and make you very uncomfortable. Um, and at the time, I didn't get it. But as, as time has passed and I've grown, I'm going to realize that um, it really had nothing to do with football. It had nothing to do with playing the game of football. It had everything to do with life and um, preparing me for, for what life had, you know, as far as a father and a husband and, you know, community person, for, you know, Coming in the business sector, so how do you survive and, and, and how do you grind and how do you fight? And when you get knocked down, what do you do? And there's so many life lessons that, that, um, that in the midst of it, I didn't know what was going on. Right. But as I look back, you know, it's such, such invaluable lessons that that man has, has, uh, taught me that I still hold dear to this day. And, um, so that's kind of my deal with Earl, but, um, yeah, that, that was kind of his deal. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff, especially for somebody like me. You know, I'm born and raised Columbus, Ohio. I bleed scarlet and gray. And, uh, you know, Earl Bruce was was iconic for me growing up. And uh, so, you know, I want to ask you, um, when he came out to Colorado State, what was that culture change like when he took over? And, uh, <laughs> you know, what's your most memorable moment with Coach Bruce as a coach and you as a player? Well. I got, I can give you two of them, okay? First one was when he got there. And then, you know, I grew up in Ohio too, so my dad was actually coaching. So, many of my dad's players that the coach actually eventually came to Ohio State. So, my dad had known him and Woody Hayes from way back when. Right. And um, so, I mean, and I had met them, but I was just a little, little kid. So, when he comes out there, yeah, he calls and says, because I was getting ready to transfer, I thought I was going to transfer in the bus. And he says, uh, he called and says, just got the job, da 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 And my dad talked a little bit and said, hey, can you drive up here? He's like, drive up and see me. I said, yeah. So I drove up and I sat down with him and was sitting in his office and he's talking, well, you know, I just coming off of a shoulder surgery, so I'd missed out the season with him, put a little bed in his sling. And he says, so, um, you, you know, this is going to be a tailback-oriented offense. And because we, you know, in the, in, in the West, what's my favorite, we just threw the ball all over him. Well, he was coming. He said, we're going to run the ball. I want you to be my guy. And I'm like, great. This sounds great. He says, so you're going to stay? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stay. And he asked me that. You're going to, are you sure you're going to stay? Then he talked to me. You sure you're going to stay? I'm like, yeah, coach. I said, I'm going to stay. And he says, good. And he pulls out from under his desk and he slaps down my report card from that semester. And it was broken. Okay. I mean, like, like in 1.5. I mean, it was three. Ridiculous. And he slaps that thing down on the table and he starts 
swearing at me and cussing at me and calling me all kinds of idiots and how how dare I, you know, try to represent his football team and right. you know with grades like that. And and he says, I'll tell you what, if you want to stick around and you can grades like that, you don't have to worry about you softest team. You don't have to worry about and I'm just, I mean, literally at my mouth, I'm like, what do you, you know, what the hell? And he says, get out of my office. And he throws me out. I drive two hours south, you know, to Carl Springs. I walk in the house. My dad's sitting there. He goes, oh, how'd that go? And before I could answer, he started laughing. And, and he goes, he goes, is everything straight now? We got this thing, what we're doing now? And I said, yeah. Some of my dad were always in conversation that I didn't know about. Um, you know, I, um, my junior year, I you know had I did I had a pretty good year for myself and you know, I'd broken a record and against Utah I had like 310 yards rushing in the game and when the game ends on Monday at practice they're always yelling at me telling me I stink and I'm the worst running back you've ever seen I made a mistake on something you know and so when it was over we're walking up here in the car and over and he goes what are you doing tonight and I said I don't know whatever so I want you to come by my house. So I drove out to the house and, and we just sat down a long time and he just said, you know, you've had some success and I want to make sure one, it doesn't go to your head. But now that you've had the success, you're going to be looked at upon differently in that locker room. And, you know, you're you have going to be the face of the program at the time. And, and so you have to act and react to things differently. And uh, so that was that was a pretty defining moment, you know, for me to say, boy, it's time to grow up and quit acting like an idiot, you know. Um, so there's just a lot of things that the man did for me. I mean, there's, I mean, I could tell you stories upon story upon story, oh, some good, sure. some bad, but um, but no, I mean, the guy is he, he he's meant the world to me. He, he really did, and and you know, I'm still friends with his his daughters and just people in his family that I still talk to to this very day. And, um, you know, before he passed away, I was able to spend time with him over at the retirement home and, and things like that. So, right. you know, I was very fortunate that his daughters allowed me to still be a part of his life, even, you know, in his last, in his last years and, and later in life. So very fortunate to have him in my life. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, it's always interesting to hear, you know, people's history. And, and when yeah. I, you know, when I read that about you, that, you know, that, that Earl Bruce, ended up going out there to Colorado State when he was playing out there. That was definitely something that I wanted to make sure that we talked about. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He was amazing. He, you know what he did? He, he took a bunch of players that um, we weren't we weren't Ohio State-level players. You know, maybe a couple guys, maybe. I think sure wasn't. But he took a bunch of players that, um, you know, we had lost a bunch of games. Yeah. And we were kind of perennial losers, if you will. Um, and he made us believe in ourselves. And, and, he, and, he, and he showed us that, that um, there's not a whole lot that you can't accomplish if you can put your mind to it one. But if you're willing to work and work together in unison for, for a common goal, and, um, and, and, that, and, and, and there was a motivating piece of that. You know, you know, because we could see ourselves getting better. Right. And, but we were pushed and, um, so I, I think he, he he forced a culture of 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 toughness. There was a level of toughness that he demanded. And if you didn't if you didn't match up to that, you didn't last. Right. A lot of guys that quit. Were there quite quite there's a lot of guys that quit. And that was my design. You know, later I found out it was that was all by design and um 
And 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 so that 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 culture that became us. And again, we were about to rank that dude. We weren't very angry. No, but we were <laughs> no, we were nine and three. Ended up nine and three, and won the Freedom Bowl against Oregon. And but it was just a bunch of guys that just bonded together and and they played. Right. And and he, but it, that was that was the result of him and his staff. That's amazing. Wow, man. So. What I talked to you about before we actually got on the show here, just chatting beforehand, you know, I told you that, that, you know, I've been in recruiting, kind of helping kids. I started this recruiting service called Gridiron Dark Horse, um, where I try to help kids to get recruited that, uh, you know, finding diamonds in the rough, trying to help kids, you know, put their their huddle films together and and just help to push them, kind of be in the middleman. So, you know, you touched on a lot of the schools that you coached at around the country and you know some of them were you know that mid-major area and then obviously Notre Dame and Ohio State which you know there's had to be a, a, a different style of recruiting when you're when you're trying to recruit at Iowa State as opposed to being at an Ohio State or Notre Dame um, so I guess I kind of want to talk about if you can um, you know what I deal with a lot is every parent thinks their kid's a D1 power five athlete, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's always the first conversation I have to have with them when they ask me, Hey, you know, what, what, what should we be doing? Um, you know, I always have to evaluate that first. Cause I don't want to waste your time. You know, I don't want to send you, you guys that I know aren't Ohio state caliber guys. And it's hard right. to get parents to understand that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, you know, from, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I I kind of went through it with my own son, you know, where where um, he thought he was a Division One player, you know, or I should say a mid major guy, and and you know, I love my kid like nobody's business, right? But at the same time, being a realist, being a realist here, he's five eight, yeah, and you know, he's one hundred and seventy pounds, he's kind of good weight now. And so the, the the key point was always made to him of find a place where one you can play, and two find people that want you. Exactly. Um, but I think it's very important that, that that kids are realistic about who they are, and not just who they are, but what they are. Right. And um, there's there's so many kids playing high school football in so few spots at the collegiate level, and I think that. You know, and, and, and parents, our best interests are certainly the part, no doubt. But I think sometimes we we, we have a very um, biased view. Right. And sometimes you can get a slanted view of your time. Um, and that's, it's nobody's fault. You know, I get it. I, you know, it, it's, you know, I'd sit back and watch kids in my high school, at my son's high school, you know, when he was there at 12, and I'd hear parents talk, like, oh, he can go here and he can play there. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, but I'm not the one to tell them what they can and can't do. But I think it's important to understand what does a kid want? I mean, what do you want your college experience to look like? Now, you could say, well, I want to play at the highest level with the Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia and things of that nature. Okay, fine. But if you're not a good enough player, now you actually could walk on and you get to wear the sweatshirt. Yep. And you can walk on campus and say you wear the sweatshirt. It's just fine if that's what you so desire. Um, or do you want to go somewhere where you're actually playing and, and making a difference on that on that team? And so I think it all goes back to what is it that you're looking for 
in that athletic experience, but also in that academic experience. Because everyone, they, like, people almost forget that we're still going to college, we're still going to school. Yep. And you still got to get an education. And and what are you trying to do? Right. You know, when this thing is all over, because football is going to end. We all know that. You know, I mean, but it's going to end. So then what? And um, what do you have? What do you have to 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 hang your hat on? Right? And say, well, I can fall back on my education. Even recruiting, I think. Like, what do you mean? I'm actually doing both at a high level. Right. Not, this isn't a fall. Your academics is not a fall. That's that's at the front end of this thing, just as football's at the front end. That's right. And and you can have them both. Um, but I think it's just important to figure out what is it that you're trying to do and, and what do you want that experience to look like? And then be real with who you are and what you are. I mean, if you're a five if you're a five seven, hundred and fifty pound, hundred and sixty pound running back, chances are you know, I don't say chances, I'm telling you. Right. I'm not recruiting you to play running back. <laughs> And you can say, right. well, he's really fast. I understand, but there's a whole lot of things besides your face. Right. Um, and so, you know, and I, and you, you know, you kind of talk about the differences of recruiting from one university to the next. Um, you just shopping down a different aisle. That's yeah. really all it is. You know, you're just shopping. There's certain, you know, when I was coaching at Penn State, well, I'm, I'm not recruiting the same kid that I'm recruiting when I'm at Ohio State or Notre Dame. Right. Right. Kids that are not good players. But there's certain guys, okay, I can't go with that, but I get this one. Right. You know, and, and so, um, you know, it's changed, but I, I still am a firm believer in relationships as far as recruiting goes. So I don't think that I, I mean, I guess you could ask people, but I don't think I really change philosophically, okay. you know. Um, maybe I've honed some skills or, or in, in, in maybe planned the conversation a little bit different, but, um, I don't think I've changed. I still think it comes back to relationships. I still think it comes down to to being honest and forthright with people. Right. Um, I think it still comes back, you know, when I look at my own children, what do I want? What does Trina want? What do we want for our time? Now, me, when coaches would come in and they sit down with my, my kid, they'd go through these, you know, there's four yellow baskets and all this stuff. And my wife would ask me a question and, and I'd kind of sit back and listen. Then I'd go on these campus visits with them. And, and quite frankly, the only thing I really was watching was his interactions with people. Right. And I was watching how coaches interact with one another, how coaches that react with play, interact with players, player to player, coach to coach, coach to player. And I was going to see, is this a place where I can see my son grow? Absolutely. Will my son walk out of here a better man than he did walking in? And, and, uh, and actual, actual playing the game, he'll, he'll figure it out. Right. If he's good enough, his ass will play. Yep. If he's not, well, then either either improve or sit on the bench. Yes. Yeah. But but are you but are you going to treat these kids like they're your own? And um, that's non-negotiable for me. Yeah. And and you know I and I and I say that in recruiting that if I'm going to demand, not ask, not request, but demand that you treat my child the right way, to treat him with respect, grow him as a man, but treat him with respect. And put them to be great and be elite in all facets of his life. If I'm going to demand that from someone, I have to also give that to their child too. Absolutely. And that can be hard sometimes. That, that's tough love too. I mean, my son would tell you, "There's this is no roses walking around here." Yeah. You know. Right. You know, and and but they're going to be told the truth. Yeah. And sometimes the truth hurts. Right. But I think um, 
you post it, you can post it really, really hard if they know you care about them. Because they know uh, as hard as it may be, and I don't want to do, like I said, I don't push that, I do a lot of things I don't want to do. Yeah. But in my heart, I knew, I knew he cared, I knew he loved us, or loved me. So right. I was willing to, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, because I'm not going to disappoint you. And, and I know this is where I know where this is coming from. Even though I don't mean I like it, I know where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, so I try to always base it around that. And um, you know, if you were my and I and I do in the recruiting, I try to look at it from the from the scope, from the lens of if that was my son, what would I say? Absolutely. Yeah. And what would I do? And um, I don't know if that's the right or wrong thing to do, but that's how I've always done it, and will continue to do so as long as I coach collegiately. That's awesome. Yeah, because the kid's going to feel that, too, when they come and visit you, you know. And that's what I tell a lot of kids that, that, that I help, man, is go on visits, talk to the coaches, get to know them. You're going to feel who wants you, and you're going to, right. you're going, and you're going to see the fluff. You know what I mean? And you know, that's, one, that's of the questions, of, one of the questions I ask all the time is this, and, and it kind of catches a lot of kids off guard. Is, you know, we're at Ohio State. We can, we can go nationally recruit down there anywhere, right? Why should we take you? Why are you different than the guy in Seattle or the guy in Miami or the guy in New York or the guy in San Diego or the guy in Nebraska? Right. Why should we take you? I'm only taking two guys across the country. Why you? And you better be able to answer that question. Yeah. For sure. You know? and, then, and, and, and in the same regard, those kids and parents ask, well, my kid can go anywhere in the country. Why does he pull with you? Yeah. <laughs> I better have an answer. Right. Right, you yeah. know, and 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 that's being conceited, but but again, it so it goes to well, I don't really know. Well, if you don't know why to take me, then you're right. I'm not taking you. Right. Yeah. So, but again, just so, and I and I and I believe this. There's a place for everyone to play. If you really want to play, there's a place. For sure. The misnomer is, oh, I went Division three day. That's bad ball. Well, if you if you think Division three is bad ball, I, I challenge you go up to Alliance, Ohio. That's right. Walk on Saturday afternoon in Alliance, Ohio, and go watch them play. Yeah. Yeah. Then you leave there and you tell me if that's football. That's right. Are you kidding me? That's big time ball. I agree. And it just you, know, right you go down, down and you sit at this right down the street. You go down here to, to Ohio Westland. Go sit down with Coach Watts and go sit down with that man and and, and, and listen to the way he wants to build young people. Right. Well, I, my oldest son, that's where he went. And I couldn't wait for him to go. I go there. You know, and 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 so, um, there's some there's some really good coaches, great coaches, great men, great teachers, great mentors for young people to get to do it in the name of football. Right. And just because it doesn't say Ohio State on it, or it doesn't say, um, you know, Texas on it, doesn't mean it's not good. I mean, there's some really good football being played all over the country at all these different levels. You just have to find your fit, right? Exactly. And take your ego out of it. I, I'm I'm glad you Take touched on that. Out of it. Yeah, you're so right, man. And that's why I try to explain to kids too is uh, there are different levels of football. It doesn't make you any less if you're playing D3, NAIA. I try to tell people, man, NAIA. There's there's no shame in going and playing at an NAIA school. You know, if it's where you fit, you're getting your education, you're getting school paid for. That's what you need to be looking at. That's it. Find a place where you fit. Right. And and I think that we have to be careful, you know, sometimes as parents, um, not all, and, and probably less less 
probably a small percentage, but the third uncle removed and things of that nature, putting these pressure on these kids so that you can go and use that as a bragging point if you go down to the local pub or the barbershop or whatever it is. At the end of the day, what do we want to fight for? Right. And for me, we want our kids to be successful. Now, what that looks, fulfillment for them uh, may look like completely different deals of fulfillment for someone else. So I'm not here to pass judgment on what's fulfilling and what's not. But but at the end of the day, I, I just want my kids to, to to feel wanted, appreciated. Right. Right. And 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 that fulfillment of, of, of accomplishment, whatever that looks like. Sure. And it didn't say, well, you're only you're only successful if you play at some major league five school or if you had a scholarship. That that's that for us, that's not it. That's my dad. And so again, I, I just I would just challenge kids to really know where they fit. Now, if you say out like, you know, you, you, you got right there in Mary, you got Gay Park. Gay Park is a damn good football player. You play in Ohio State. Okay, cool. That's where right. you, that's where you fit. That's where you fit. Yep. There's other guys that didn't fit. Doesn't make them bad players. And it's Absolutely. just that wasn't a fit for them. So that you know, I know that's long, long answer. But, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, and that kind of leads me into the next thing. If you can touch on, you know, for you as a coach and your perspective, um, you know, post COVID with the port, you know, the transfer portal, uh, NIL, all these different um, components now in college football, how does that challenge you as a coach? I'm sure it comes with some challenges. Well, it does. And, and one of the things, you know, that my nephews that, that are playing ball in college currently and kind of help them throughout the recruiting. And, um, I don't know this number to be exact, but I heard something like 50% of the high school kids don't get scholarships now because of the portal. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is it right there around 50 to 60% I heard? It's, it's and changed. It's high, right? right? It's changed dramatically. And I remember I told, I, and I even told my son because he committed rather early to Butler, but I remember telling him too, like, if you find a place you're comfortable with as a high school kid, and you like the staff and, and, you think that that's the fit for you and whatever your reasons are, I suggest you take it. Yeah. Because as the seasons progress and guys get injured, maybe someone transferred out or guys have declared for the NFL or, or what have you. And, 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 and you can go and you can fill those needs with college ready players. You could be out. You right. could be out. There's certain schools and I won't say who you guys could do your own research, but there's certain schools that are really only taking portal. Right. And, and what, used to, still, what used to be 15 to 20 high school kids would go to that particular school. Now they're taking one, maybe two or three. Right. And and so the numbers are diminishing. And um, so the portal, as it's helped a lot of kids, um, but it's also hurt a lot of high school kids. Yeah, absolutely. Because the spots just aren't there. So I would implore guys that, Man, if you find you, if you find that home, take it. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's competitive. You know, college football is competitive. And as a coach, you know, if you're looking at at a guy in the transfer portal that's going to come in with experience, he's already, you know, more mentally mature, physically mature, you know, sure, you're going to look at that option before you would, you know, developing a high school kid coming in, right? Well, I think some do, you know, and I we at Ohio State, you know, and I'll say this, you know, I took a guy in the portal, Quinn John Duncan. Yeah. You know, 
that was more of a result that we felt like we needed a college-ready player right now. Um, generally speaking, you know, we here at Ohio State, we would like to do things through the high school and develop you through the high school ranks. However, if there's an immediate need, then you have to fill that need. Right. Um, because we're all seeing a business, like you said, this is a business. Yeah. It still is a business. And we're in the business of winning and winning. And if you don't win now, you're, you're probably getting your office. You, you're probably right. getting your face slipped here pretty quick. Get out. And so we've always got to, what do I got to do to win right now? Right. And, and if we feel like that, um, that photo guy is what's necessary, then we'll go get a photo guy. Right. And it's not personal. It's not, it's not personal. But it's what we, but it's competitive environment we're living in. That's right. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, and, and, and so that's kind of kind of what happens. And, and a lot of high school kids that they they don't understand that. Like, oh, why should be a good this? It's not about what you should get. It's not about what you deserve. You don't deserve anything. Right. You don't know, what you deserve. You know. But then if you don't get those scholarships, like. Don't like my son would get mad at coaches or any offense scholarships all mad. Well, I mean, that man's had to run his business, right? I'm the CEO of a business. Yep. I have to take the people that I think are going to help my business right now. This is a personal, I got to do this for my business right now, right? And, it, and you, and you aren't in those plans, part of it, yeah, that's right, that's right, part of it. So, well, and you know. My next thing is I want to kind of talk about, man, you've, you've coached some studs at Ohio State, right? Ezekiel Elliott, Travion Henderson, Mike Weber, J.K., Trey Sermon, you know, Sermon. great running yeah. back. Um, and I worked with Trey a little bit, actually, um, in you? high school. I did, yeah, um, wow. in, in high school. And then obviously you went, went to Oklahoma and then ended up at Ohio State. But, uh, you know. You're an, you're an Atlanta guy? No, no, I just, I've, I've helped kids pretty much all over, man. So, you know, um, but yeah, I did. I actually, I worked with Trey a little bit and, um, so it was really cool to see him end up at Ohio state. Right. That was was pretty cool for me, but, um, you know, you, you, you mentioned Judkins coming in, you've got Travion, Dallin Hayden, um, Judkins, and, and then you got mine Williams, you know, with that stable, is that, probably one of the most talented group of running backs that you've coached well you know first of all mine is just you know he's getting ready to go to the combine you know so he's oh, a player yeah, for yeah. NFL. yeah so that's, that's okay but, but yeah no no it's okay so yeah you got trey in that room and, and you got q and quinton got down you've got um change people freshman from san antonio and then you got sam williams dixon from Pick north down here in pickerington um so it's a great room they're great kids um you know, people say, is that the best room in the country? Listen, I, 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 I can't say that. I mean, I don't. If you ask the guys over at USC, he probably tells you he's got the best room. So, who, you know, go down to Texas and, and you talk to him, he'll tell you he's got the best room in the country. So, you know, I'm not here to play judge in the jury who's the best. I just know this. I love the guys. Sure, yeah. You know, and, and the great kids. I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal young guys. They want to learn. They're hungry to compete. You know, we had our first Matt drills today, this morning, and just watching those kids compete. Losing is they champion each other's efforts. Yeah. And as they're competing with one another, they're also helping lift one another. 
they push one another to be to be the best that they can be. And um, you know, there's not one guy that's looking cross-sided to that guy. Right. Um, but but I, I think that just goes back to the type of young people that we were seeing and the type of young men that we've been, been fortunate for. I've been fortunate to have in my room that really do care about one another. And that brotherhood is a real deal. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, but we foster those type of relationships. And um, yeah, but but uh, I wouldn't trade them. I, I like I like I like the hand I got. So you know, <laughs> we'll see that. we'll see how we do. So you like I said, you coached some great great running backs at Ohio State. Ohio State is rich in tradition at that position. When you you know talk about Eddie George, there's, there's been you yeah. know several big name guys. But when you're coaching your running backs, um, do you do you like for them to emulate those guys before them, or do you kind of preach to them like to pave their own path? How important is that? Absolutely. I, I think everyone's got to pave their own path. Now, be very <clears throat> cognitive of who came before you. Right. Right. Um, and and so when we start saying that hey, we got to enhance these skills, for instance, I think see the one that's pass protected. Paul Stoll equipped still this day. I think the way we practiced was elite. We practice every day like it was a game. Um, we talk about that and we clips of that. And, you know, one of the things that Zeke did is he, Zeke was always very in tune with looking and saying, okay, what are they doing? The guys around me. What are they doing? And then what can I do that's different or better? Because, because when we use this on the talk time, and I talk about all the time, when the time was equated, right, something's got to tip the scales. Yeah. What is it? What are you doing different to tip the scales in your favor? I remember everybody's everybody's motivated differently, physically, extrinsically, whatever it is. I remember eight dollars every day. From the time he got there, every day he turned and he walked in my room and in my meeting room, and there's a there's a mural on the wall, and it's got all these statues of all the all Americans throughout the years, and he's staring at the wall. Sometimes it would be two minutes, sometimes it would be for 20 seconds. But I always kept him doing it when he was first thing to do when he walked in the room every day for years. I remember I finally asked him, so what are you doing? What are you, what are you looking at? And he looked at me and, and the serious to be, he said, Coach, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to find my spot. You figure out where you're going to put me on that wall. <laughs> and I was like, damn, it sure is how he's on that wall. Yeah. And, and so um, to say, I don't want them to emulate anybody. I want them to be the best versions of themselves. However, be very cognizant of the cats that came before you. Right. And understand, you know, we have, you know, Pete Byers comes back and talks to these players. Eddie George comes in that room. Archie Griffin, they come back. I mean, there's so many players. Beanie Wells, I mean, the list goes on. I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving guys out, but I shouldn't. But, but there's so many guys continually come back. And, and so I think it's important for our players to know who came before them. Absolutely. And understand that there, there is a rich tradition. Yeah. And so what are you going to do to continue to enhance it and build upon it? That's right. We're not resting on there anymore. What are you doing? I understand here's the expectation. And so what are you doing to meet and exceed those expectations? And if, you, and if you're not trying to do that, then you probably don't belong. And there's so much tradition. There's so much pride that those older players will tell you that, too. They go, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? And 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 not in a in a negative report fashion, but like, come on, man, you got to go. But how can we help you? Because they're there to lend helping hands too. Right. Yeah. You know, Trey Sherman came in, and 
and and and jump full steam ahead. He's a, he's a forever a Buckeye, even though he's there one year. You know, he's with the Colts now, but but I still talk to these kids all the time, and they always ask, "Hey, what's going on?" And they'll say, "Congratulations." Right. You know, and they're texting, they're and they're texting Trey and and things like that. So so um, they're part of a very unique club and a special club of people. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So leading into, I just got a couple more things for you, Coach. No, you're good. Get off here, but I know it's Valentine's Day. We're probably both going to get in trouble with our wives. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, you know, with, with Chip Kelly and that hire, um, yep. how do you feel uh, that's going to spotlight your running back's talents? I think, you know, he's bringing in a, um, a scheme and, 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 you know, with his play calling and things, you know, how do you think that's going to um, accelerate well, these players' talents? Yeah, you know, I don't know. We 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 actually today is really the first time that we've been able to sit down and really just start talking ball. Um, obviously, the man is a has a um, has forgotten more football than most people will ever know. Right. You can tell that in talking to him. He's he's um, he's very clear about the expectations and and the way to do things and. Um, like I said, very clear, but excited. I'm excited to work with him, and, and you know, our players are excited to be around him. Uh, where that'll go, I don't know. I mean, like I said, just, we just got to be the best version of ourselves and do right. the best that we can with whatever it's called. If that means we run the ball, you know, 60 times, we throw the ball 60 times. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but just do whatever we need to do to help us win games and win championships and, and, and continue to compete. And, uh, really excited about you know, what he's, what he's bringing and excited to have him here because everyone knows, you know, of his accolades, you know, prior to being here. So really excited to have him a part of the staff. Absolutely. And, and, and so, you know, one last thing for you. I'm just curious, you know, um, you guys getting back in the building, getting in the swing of things, going into the spring. Um, what's kind of the, you know, with all these, you know, there's high expectations in Columbus this year. And, uh, Man, you know it's a it's a outstanding roster, a lot of talent on that roster. What's the the overall vibe right now that you feel the energy in the in the Woody Hayes facility? I mean, you know, we've got great leadership. I mean, unbelievable leadership. You know, and then I think that's part of the remember we got a lot of guys that came back, a lot of players that are going into their fourth year, some into their fifth. Right. Um, so we have we have an older team, a veteran team, and hungry team, and an hungry team. All the well, we have a team that that um, you can tell they enjoy being around one. They really, really enjoy being around each other, and um, and they push in each other. And and I think that's a sign of a mature team when something's going on. And the coaches don't have to, I don't have to be the one saying, "Hey, what are you doing?" The trade Henderson normal he handles it. Yeah. You know, the deep handles if there's any issues um, that the players are handling things and. You know, obviously, where there's coaches too, but but the, the there there aren't many problems because everyone's locked in right now. Everyone's locked in what we should be trying to do and get better. And, um, there are high expectations. There should be. Right. And if you're not if you're not okay with that, then you're in the wrong place. Yeah. You know. Um, look at look at here. We handpicked these players, but those players also handpicked us. Yeah. Right. Very true. So so we collectively handpicked one another. And um, that's the case with our You're not allowed to lose here. You're not. Just right. call it what it is. Um, and, and, and good. That's how it should be. That's, that's how right. it should be. And, and um, this place is not for everybody. It's not, it doesn't make you better or worse. Um, 
but understand what they're getting into when you're walking these doors, when you walk into Woody Hayes Center, you understand. And even even you got to walk into Woody Hayes Center, when you put your name attached to, to the Ohio State Buckeyes, yeah. whether you're on campus, off campus, that's what you that, understand what you, what, you, what you got into. Right. And um, so with that, with those the, the expectations are high. Um, so you know, it's just, uh, we're even bound to make sure that, that we do all we can to win every one of them every day. Man, that's awesome, Coach. Listen, I, I'm really excited for this season. I wanted to yeah, thank man. you, man, for um, taking the time this evening to, you know, chat with me and, and, and talk recruiting, talk football, and get to know you a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, to talking to you in the future, and I just I really appreciate your time tonight. Well, I want to tell you I appreciate what you're doing. You know, and um, I knew of this thing, and obviously me, you and I have spoken on a couple of different occasions, but I think it's really cool. Um, what you're doing, you know, then you got their own kids, right? Yes, and and for you to put as much time as you do into others, other people's kids, says a lot about you and where your heart's at. And um, you know, so I, I really do. I, I I I've got a real soft spot for people to help young people. Man, thank and, you. And I do. I mean, because there's not enough of us out there that are helping our youth of the day, and um, and just being real with them. Right. They all need. We all need that. But, um, there's so much stuff going on and lies, and, and and everybody wants something for something. I'll do this for you, but it's all you know. In the self spirit, you're doing some things unconditionally, and 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 I think that's um it's a tribute to you, and obviously a tribute to your family that your sons and, and your wife that you're that they're allowing you to do that. And yeah. it's great. So I commend you for what you're doing. That's really good deal. Well, thank you, sir, man. I, I really appreciate it, and I got utmost respect for you and um. You know, like I said, thank you for taking the time tonight, man. It really means a lot. Well, I appreciate you, man. Anytime, you know, like I said, you're right up the road. So come on down and spend some time with us this spring, okay? Will do, Coach. Thank you All so right, much. Take care. You All too. Right, bye now.